This is Motormania with Damien Reed on the UAE's number one talk radio station, Dubai I 103.8. It's Motormania with you for another hour through until midday. And the Shangiato has joined us in the studio. The Honda CRV, what are your thoughts on uh, after driving it for a few days? So I am actually, unfortunately, uh, in some ways, I don't know if this is the most exciting thing to say, but we are a CRV family because we've owned one for the best part of oof, 10 years, 12 years now, the 2012 CRV. And I was quite excited to drive the new one, which is the all new 2024. Um, much bigger car, bigger platform, 1.5 turbo, so about 200 horsepower. Like the price is out of the way at the start 124,000 to 160,000. This is the full three road touring that's a lot of money for our crv which used to be in the 70s and the 80s so let's look at the pros and cons i think it looks pretty good they made it look weirdly aggressive the crv so it's got sort of the typical slim headlamps that everything has these days but it is a very good looking crv it looks like a bigger car because it is a bigger car it's a three-row suv now a crv used to be a two-row now it's three-row um the pros are actually typical honda stuff it's built properly it's a really solid car it's got tons of space and one of the things that people don't appreciate maybe on test drive but you will appreciate when driving it is that everything is just logically laid out it's easy to operate like the ac controls are you know what i mean the simple stuff Mm. that people are expecting all the stuff clicks and moves with a nice oily precision and on top of that it actually drives and handles pretty well it's got all the performance you'll need doesn't sound like a lot 1.5 turbo i think this engine is engine is better than the crv in the CRV than it is in the Accord. The really? C- okay. In the Accord, it feels a little soggy with the C- uh, CVT, but this one, it just suits it just fine. And honestly, it's all the performance you realistically need. It scoots on the highway. I did two trips to Abu Dhabi, back-to-back. No issues at all. And it handles pretty well on the off-ramps as well. Negatives. Uh, after driving it for the best part of a week, I think it's missing a little bit of that Honda sparkle. Like, Hondas used to have these great engines or mm. great handling or great gearboxes. And this is just more Toyota-esque than I expected it to be. It's properly made but it lacks the sort of surprise and delight that hondas used to have this little bit of extra you know mazda still have it you drive a mazda you can't explain it but Mm. you want to drive it with this honda it's more like it's a very solid trooper of a car um a couple of technical well one technical problem the wireless carplay isn't as reliable as i would like it to be so i think just plug in a wire you're absolutely fine but that does matter if you're spending a lot of time on the highway you don't want your carplay cutting in and out but the biggest problem more philosophical problem the qualities of this car that make it good the build quality, you know, the reliability, the ease of maintenance is something that people won't appreciate immediately. They'll appreciate, the second or third owner will appreciate, mm. you know, then 10 years from now, it'll be mm. fine. A lot of these cars that are coming into the market, especially the cheap, low-cost cars, they have a lot more surprise and delight. They've got these big screens, they've got all these fancy graphics. CRV's got none of that. But in 20 years, the CRV, like my CRV, will be trooping along. I don't know if people are going to appreciate that. So it's a harder sell in the showroom precisely because it is glitzy. Well, there you go. Um, I tend to agree with you on most of those points. Yes. Um, I've, I've had a bit of a JLR fest in the last uh, couple of weeks. Jaguar Land Rover for those. Um, earlier last week, I ducked down to Gantut to, uh, to a hidden new resort that's uh, just about to open. It's in but Gantut. We... You just told us where it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, well, you have to. You just... Gantut's a big area. You've got to, find, you've got to, got to climb across the sand dunes to find this place. Um, but we set ourselves down there in the afternoon as a beautiful backdrop to reveal this 1.5 million dirham one of 20 Range Rover Sadaf editions that have been made just for the UAE. Uh, this car uses the Gulf's history of pearling as its theme, so therefore Sadaf, of course, is Arabic for, for seashell um, and features beautiful, I have to say, beautiful bespoke colours to represent the sea and the sand. And uh, and against that backdrop of the shorelines there, it gets it with 
amazingly clear aqua water down there. It was a perfect match, glorious. Um, we'll, we'll pop some pictures up maybe on the website if we can after this. The exterior is a, is a glass pearl flake, which is the colour they use, uh, exclusive on these 20 cars only. Pearlescent contrast roof, 23-inch uh, diamond-turned wheels. And to top it off, um, the Range Rover letters are three-piece creations. So they're each made from a black chrome and 24-karat gold because it is the UAE. Um, looks stunning with a blue and white leather interior combo, bleached timber veneer, porcelain SV badgings. Very, very nice. I believe that they've already taken quite a handsome number of deposits of those 20 already. Um, now, down there, I spy JLR's chief creative officer, Jerry McGovern at the dinner table so we even flew out for this one um, and it would have uh, would have been great I tell you it would have been great to uh, to have grabbed an interview with him because he's always good for a quote but uh, I don't think he was there for uh, for the journos unfortunately as he kept a very low profile um, and wasn't part of the presentation and all the usual media stuff that we know Jerry loves to do so uh, just spied him in the corner of the restaurant at dinner towards the end of the event but yeah it was a an interesting event for VIPs and customers and, and media as well, and that, uh, the guys from JLR did a great job down there. Now, also, um, uh, I've been uh, driving a couple of the Range Rover Sport models too. I'll get into the details in a moment. The plug-in hybrid and the V8. The basic design difference of the Sport, of course, to the Range Rover is, you'll notice, in the tail. Horizontal tail lights as opposed to the vertical lights on the Range Rover, and it has a single-piece tailgate compared to the Range Rover's traditional split tailgate. Uh, Designed together with the larger fifth generation Range Rover, the current model, on the state, it uses the same platform. So it means it's bigger than the old Sport, and it's just now 20 millimetres shy of the big Range Rover in most areas. Um, at the moment, we get a choice of a 48 volt hybrid six cylinder, and we also get the 4.4 litre twin turbo V8. So uh, it's part of JLR's plan to, to, to streamline down to two platforms with hybrid and battery powered vehicles. So there is familiarity straight away between the two cars. Uh, they were designed concurrently, simplify engineering and manufacturing, similar dimensions, styling cues with that really nice shrink wrap look that, that JLR have. Something like four millimetres is the gap between the, the body and the, and, the, and the glasswork on it. So it has that sort of Whoa. this, this uh, chiselled from, chiseled from metal kind of look about it. Um, it replaces the second-gen car that, to be fair, has been around since 2013, so long overdue. And, and I guess it's, as we are talking about before, now's the first hour, it's against the GLE, it's against the BM Mercedes, and it's against the BMW mm. X5. Um, this architecture, 35% stiffer than, than, the, uh, than the previous Sport, even though it is 20 millimetres longer, 20 millimetres wider, nearly 20 millimetres taller, um, but is, uh, yeah, is, is, is very slippery as well. Um, I would like to think what the insurance would be because the headlights are one of the things on the... I don't talk about headlights too often, but these <laughs> 1.3 million micro mirrors inside each lens Wow! to give it a 500 metre uh, projection. Was there a person who put these in one by one? I don't even want to go there <laughs> with that question. It's a big job. But, uh, you know, it, it gives you half a kilometre of, of, of depth of vision. So, There's so much, so much we can unpack from everything you just said there. But off the headlight topic, the way the headlights have evolved in the past few years with the 
matrix lights and they can literally do fancy things on your garage wall it's just incredible yeah with technology is that productive though naz or just nice to look at when you start it's always nice to look at and that's how the daytime running light started but i think the technology behind it is you know anti-glare yep. so the guy coming on the other side of the road it literally cuts one part of the the thing out it's it's, it's just incredible yeah so so just to wrap up yeah um it has uh, orbital steering, which was incredible for, for uh, getting around you know, tight car parking spots here, much better than some front-wheel drive uh, hatches. Uh, the full EV version is due later this year. It's using the, uh, the, the BMW uh, powertrain with that one. Uh, the 3-litre inline-sip hybrid that I had, 510 horsepower, 700 newton metres, with a 38-kilowatt-hour battery and 105-kilowatt electric motor. Gives you around about 100 kilometres of uh, EV range. But the one I did still like, the uh, BMW-powered 4.4-litre twin-turbo V8, 530 horsepower, 0-100, 4.5 seconds, nice. which is a second quicker than, a hy- than the plug-in hybrid. Price from around about 470,000 dirhams and therefore upwards. So, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the Jaguar Land Rover Festival that, I, that I've been enjoying the past few weeks. But I'll tell you what, up next, we're going to be hearing more about uh, British-based cars. Of course, we're talking to the CEO of Morgan. This is Motor Mania on Dubai I 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. Now, earlier this week, the CEO of Morgan Motor Cars, Massimo Fumarolo, was in town. And I had the chance to, uh, to catch up with him. For those who aren't familiar with this, uh, with this car or the brand, it the, was the last remaining British-made car brand in the world. It's now, of course, it's, uh, it's just changed hands to the Italians, but it was the last one to hold out. It's been around... Well, well, for a very, very long time. They still build their cars by hand, something that's, of course, we know as, uh, as coach building, one car at a time, and their cars are still made at the same factory where they started more than 100 years ago. Now, Massimo calls building a Morgan a work of art, and you can't, complain, you can't argue with that when you see one or get behind the wheel of the one. I wanted to find out whether he would see electric Morgans on the roads and uh, whether they plan to change things around so they could make bigger batches of Morgans. Here's what Massimo told me. Well, we are a small team. We are 200 people. We have been there under, under the, the Morgan Hills in Worcestershire in, uh, in the UK since uh, the company was set up in 1909. Ethical engineering for us means, uh, means lightweight design, timeless way of doing the right things, doing things with hands, doing every single car on customer requirements so that those cars will do become a lifetime uh, leisure for those customers we believe is ethical in the way those cars are completely sustainable we use only free materials leather aluminium and wood all of them are really recyclable we use ants which by definition are the most efficient way to do any kind of operation cars are light therefore emissions are low cars have never been scrapped every single morgan produced we estimated that more than 90 percent of the morgan of morgans ever produced are still on the road for motor mania we drove the plus six last year had an absolute ball with it loved it <laughs> you've got the plus four the plus six you've got the three-wheeler very classic looking cars and i've got to say amongst the supercars that i've driven this car is the one that not only did it get more looks but more happy smiles but you've come from the italian supercar side of the industry what are the different differences for you when you first moved over 
over to uh, to head up Morgan. Well, I'm happy you say that. That's also what we say that we measure performances in miles per mile. So many times our customers smile every mile they drive, regardless where they go. Well, I tell you a story. You know, I was born in Milan. My neighbor at Morgan. So since I was a boy, I remember him telling me these stories on Saturday mornings. Uh, he was uh, looking after his car. He was telling uh, all the, his adventures uh, in Europe, driving uh, his beloved Morgan. So I have always been in love with this brand. So for me, joining Morgan in 2022 was uh, a little bit of a dream coming through. Obviously, you have modern drivetrains with them where you're running BMW componentry at the moment. I believe there's a new model. I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about that one yet, but there's something coming. But what can you tell us about the future of Morgan for such a historic brand? Everybody's speaking about digitalization, electrification. We are not against. We are not against at all. Uh, fortunately, we are not obliged to match any deadline given by regulations. A full electric Morgan will come at a certain point of time. However, the decision will be taken more by a customer-driven strategy rather than a regulation-driven one. We are lucky in this respect because uh, we produce so few cars uh, that legally we are allowed to go on with internal combustion engines for, uh, for a number of years. The partnership with BMW is excellent. We believe the engines are truly very performing, very efficient, supporting us in R&D, in the application, the calibration, in a number of activities we must comply with. I'm not saying the future will be electric, however, we don't close the door. You know, the Plus 4, for example, was launched in the 50s. It's probably the longest life cycle in the automotive industry. So it's difficult to answer if a new Plus 4 will come. In this respect, I would say no, it will not. However, continuous improvements are in the pipeline. There will be some product news in, uh, in the next couple of years. We will improve uh, features, both the Plus 4 and the Plus 6. We will adopt new technologies. However, I can promise you, you know, the driving experience will stay the same. The car will look like a Morgan. Being a small volume manufacturer, you're not beholden to some of the deadlines that the big guys are playing against. Your total production is less than one day of, say, Volkswagen. The yeah. largest car maker probably producing, uh, I don't know, between seven, 10 million cars per year. We produce in under 15 years, we believe less than 50,000. Uh, last year was a good year. We, we produced and uh, we shipped to final customers uh, around 700 cars. It was a good year. There is room, there is a space for, uh, for keeping uh, Morgan a different brand compared to all the other car makers. So there we go. That's uh, Morgan C. Uh, Massimo Fumarolo uh, talking about uh, Morgan Motor Cars. Uh, the Shan, you, uh, you drove the three-wheeler Morgan some time ago, didn't you? I drove it quite a few years ago, almost 10 years ago. What a great thing. One of the greatest cars I've ever driven, without question. What do you think of the brand, like the, the, the concept of, of keeping that old style alive and, and into the future? I mean, in this market? I'm see- torn. If we electrify these cars, we lose that a lot of their character. The, the, the three, for example, the three-wheeler now, the Super 3, had that wonderful SNS twin uh, Harley-Davidson engine. It made a noise like a spitfire. And it was a bit like flying a plane. <laughs> and it felt like flying a plane with all the wood around me. And it was just such a sensory overload of an experience that you simply don't get from modern motor cars. And I use the word motor cars, we talk about Morgan. I, I think, I mean, the, the, the benefit that they've got is there's such small volume is that they don't have to follow the, these EU mandates and they can keep producing. As, as Massimo said, they'll do an EV if the customer wants it, but they don't have to. That's, that's the beauty of a company don't. so small. I hope they don't because an EV would be against the sort of thrill-a-minute sort of feel and features of a Morgan. Features, again, he talked about features, right? What features do you get in a Morgan? I mean, You get play, wind in the hair. You get wind in the hair. You ruin your <laughs> hairstyle. But the person who owns a Morgan does not have an expensive hairstyle. They put all the money into the car because no. they enjoy driving. And you really enjoy driving in a Morgan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love driving the Plus 6. I had it for a while there because 
imported through Adamas here in the UAE, um, and uh, just just a just a lovely cast. So. Um, uh, I also had a chat, speaking of Adamus Motors, I had a chat with Adam Gron of uh, Adamus Motors, and of course they are the distributor of Morgan here in the UAE. Given that they produce very small numbers, I want to know how it makes business sense in the UAE market. We don't really look at Morgan as a, as a volume brand, even though we expect the output to grow in the coming years, but it is a very healthy contributor to the company's bottom line. We've seen a, a good level of success here in the UAE, and we um, hope to see that continuing for years to come. What sort of buy profile is into Morgan's here? Because it's such a bespoke brand. What sort of person comes in and buys a Morgan? From our experience, it is a very eclectic crowd because of the price positioning of the cars. You know, we tend to sell the vehicles to uh, people who are relatively well off. Most of these people, you know, really like to stand out. So even though we mm, sell cars from stock, we have a high number of bespoke orders. And uh, we've seen some very discerning, uh, opulent um, specifications of the cars here in the Middle East that I have not, you know, remembered seeing when I when I lived in Europe. And we also see um, something quite unusual. We have had customers who sort of purchase the car because they want to stand out, and we've seen them, for example, putting uh, registrations plates on the on the cars that exceed a value of the vehicle by a number of times. Yeah, so there's uh, Adam Gron of Adamus Motors, who are the distributors of uh, Morgan in the region, as well as a number of other brands as well, and uh, doing a great job. Uh, Naz, what your experience briefly, very quickly with, with the Morgans? Have you, have you had a chance to get behind the wheel? Unfortunately, I haven't, no, but just looking at them, they really look like something special. And going back to what you guys were saying about the options and the features, this is a driver's car. You know, totally, I don't want cruise yeah. control. I don't want adaptive cruise control. I don't want lane change indicator. I don't want blind spot indicator. It's just the raw driving experience. Well, give you an idea. The new, the, <laughs> the, the updated Plus 6 that's been released this year has now got ABS brakes and an airbag. ABS, so, just like so, the 80s. So look, I can, I can live with ABS. I can live with traction control um, because these are not only driver aids, but safety. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, like... Me and you would jump in a car, switch. Oh well, I don't know. Yeah, I would, would switch off traction sport control mode in a Morgan. Really sell you on one? Not or really. Sport Plus. I think that's probably a bit of a gimmick. It just redefines how the ECU changes gears and stuff like and that. And the throttle yeah. mapping. And the throttle mapping and stuff. But like, it is one of the last, one of the one of the few like hand-built raw cars made for a good driving experience. I, and I, I respect that. You know, I genuinely like driving when I had it here, the Plus Six, because it's. It's a new car. It's a BMW powertrain, but it looks and feels like an old car. It's 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 rough because you're sitting on top of the rear axle, so you get every bump. But I did enjoy the I did enjoy the fact that it's it's an old car. And I tell you what, the smiles and the looks you get from people compared to driving a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, the difference is that they smile at you with this one and they don't cut you off as they do in the other ones. Yeah, so. <laughs> because you are a sideshow. You are a rolling circus of joy. Right. It's yeah. It's a bit of a strange one. I don't know if you guys have heard of a, a company called Bifori. Yes, oh, I know, yes. know Bifori oh, well. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like they've gone for the same look and feel. They started in Sydney, actually, in Australia. Did they? they? I thought it was Malaysia. Yeah. What a great export job. <laughs> <laughs> but the Morgan comes with the driving experience. It comes with the performance. It comes with the passion. It comes with the thrill. 
And I think that's what's lacking in the, the, the other one. Yeah, there we go. Well, you got any, uh, any interesting wheels to drive in the next week or two? We're looking forward to uh, the Elite Cars are releasing this new Zenvo, yes, which is yes. coming out you'll as be, well. And uh, we're just wrapping up the, uh, we looked at the Polestar, um, the new Polestar, which came out, the Polestar 3, and we'll be discussing that in the next show as well. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Naz. Up next, we're getting to know the man who is organising the biggest custom car show in the Emirates. He has a few custom cars himself, so he'll tell us all about that. That's coming up straight after this. I'm Damien Reed, and I'm joined by Inter Shandiato, and this is Motormania on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is Motormania with Damien Reed. Welcome back. This is Motormania live from the Banyan Tree, Blue Waters Island, with the ARN Business Club. And we'll be here until midday. I'm your host, Damien Reid, and I'm joined by Inter Jado. And if you do want to join the chat, you can WhatsApp us for 04871-5500, or you can send us a text on 4001. Now, we do love a good car event in the UAE. We've had a couple over the winter break, and there is another one coming up, a, uh, a one with a, quite a big difference to it in less than two weeks' time. It's being held at the Expo City in Dubai. It is the biggest custom car show in the UAE and the wider region. It's become uh, a hub for the car, boat, and bike-loving community where they can display their work and their talent. And uh, so we're very pleased to have Jamal bin Lahij, the chairman of the, of the uh, custom show Emirates, in the studio. Good morning. Thank good, you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for your guest. Thanks for, for being here. You, uh, uh, If you uh, love looking at gorgeous cars, this show is for you. And um, uh, Jamal, uh, before we get talking about the, uh, the, the custom vehicle show, I understand that you, uh, you used to race cars back in the day. I was a racer in cars, in uh, go-kart, in powerboat, in jet ski. I'm, I'm holding some good record in my So what, what power boats? I mean, that must be because uh, you've got the throttle person and the steering person, two different We two have different a things. driver and co-driver. I was a driver. How, was, uh, how many years did you do? How, how, how did you get, get around your head around such a different kind of uh, motor racing? I start with jet ski, actually, uh, 1989. I have my first world champion in 1995 jet ski world champion after that i moved to the boat for five years three champion in it and after that i moved to the cars and after that to the business fantastic get the fun out of the way now we have to get down to business and then you can come back to the fun perhaps as well as the business unfolds with the uh with the event yes um so so the first event started in 2015, I believe. Um, how did the idea of, of, of holding a, a custom vehicle show come, the come cust- about? The custom show Emirates uh, started in 19, uh, 2015. We were sitting guys and like this, and we said, let's do it. And we start with a small one. The first one, it was in Sharjah. We hold it in Sharjah. Expo. Oh, I was there, I remember that one. After that, we move it to Abu Dhabi. In COVID, we move it back to Dubai. We hold it two years in uh, Trade Center, and last year we moved it to Expo, and this year it will be an Expo. Also. So it's growing exponentially, it's growing massively. I remember that first event in Sharjah, and, and now to see it at a place like Expo City, is, it's, it's, it's become... We start with around 10,000 square meter, now we are almost 55,000 square meter. Well, I'm a rook. That and is we start with uh, around 9,000 visitor. Last year we have almost 46,000 in three days. Wow. Sensational. Now, 
to give you to, to give your uh, listeners an idea on this, you, you're actually partnered with SEMA. If you know your 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 uh, your, your hot riding, if you know your customs up, you'd know about the SEMA show in uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, how did the partnership come about with the, with the guys from SEMA? SEMA, we make a partnership with them because we are going there and we are, we are presenting ourselves there since more than five years. We are together and we was in their show and they was in our show and we signed agreement with them and with the United States Embassy here also. Uh, but unfortunately, they are, they are, this year they will not be here because they stopped participating of, out of the United States. Oh, they're, really? Yeah, they're only in the United States. Oh, okay. So SEMA's only going to stay in yeah, Vegas now? It's, yeah, uh, from 2023, it's only staying in the United States. They're not uh, participating outside. Uh, because this, we was the second in the world, but now, this year, we hope we will be first because we are participating outside. Last month, I was, we was in Italy in motorbike show. It is the biggest one in Europe. It's holding for four days around... 32,000 bike. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it is a big show. Uh, we, we are with them since two years. We already signed an uh, agreement this year with them to be a partner also, and they will be here. And we are trying also to be in Paris and in Germany this year. Amazing. So, so from, from your side of things, since 2015, it's obviously grown enormously. What, what, are, what are the major differences? What are the, what are the things you've seen that are spurred on in terms of that side of the community with the, the, the restoration side of the community? How has that grown since, since 2015? See, in 2015, it was a small group, but now there is a lot of guys and a lot of company, a lot of garage there working in these things. And these things is growing really every year more and more. And the most things, it is in classic cars. There is a lot of classic car we have it here. Like two weeks ago, it was a big event in Sharjah, a mm-hmm. classic club. The car, what we saw there, it is really, really amazing car. A lot of cars. And there is some car it is not available, like one or two in the world. Mm-hmm. And the people there are spending a lot of money on it. And I guess, too, uh, in the show, and you can probably get you in on this one as well, is that the, 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 the RTA, the licensing system, has, has been more acceptable towards running modified cars and classic cars on the road now. So you, I guess you got more of these type of cars that can be registered now, whereas previously they couldn't? Before it wasn't. Now they start in Sharjah Classic registration. After that, Dubai. Abu Dhabi already started now. The car, which one it is more than 30 years, you can register it. And the things to register it is easy things. And it is not complicated as a normal car. This it is making the people they their collector, they're collecting these things. I think yeah. a lot of these cars that we saw before were sitting in people's garages or majlises or workshops even, and they were not sure if they could drive it. But now making it easy via the various uh, traffic departments of the Emirates have made it a lot easier. I know for sure that the moment I got a chance to get a Dubai Classic plate, I got straight on there because it was just so much easier. And the registration process, a lot of people worry about, just not really a big problem. Basic safety stuff, of course, you know, fire extinguishers, uh, triangles and so on. But other than that, it's get your Classic out there and enjoy it while the weather's still good. Yes, that's what's happening. Like me, I was have seven cars, I cannot register them. Mm. Two years ago, I registered them in Dubai, I can't drive them in the road now. And that makes such a big difference as yeah. well, because a car that gets driven is a car that doesn't have problems. Yes. A lot of cars have problems because they don't get driven, they need to get exercised. 
quite often. So, so let, let's let's you've, you've brought the, you've brought the topic up, and I'm going to ask you this one straight away. Let's get down to you've got seven cars. What are what are, what are some of your what are the, some of the ones you like driving? The most one I, which one I love it is the Ford Eleanor. Oh, the Mustang. Uh, yeah, Mustang. I bought it from the state. It is number seven from thirteen car, which one alive after the movie Gun in 60 Second. Mm. A lot of people, they're chasing me now to sell it, but I'm not, because <laughs> it is really my car, and it is under my house. Uh, I'm driving every week or two weeks, one time. I have this one, I have another one, it is Ford also, it is uh, almost, this year it is 100 years. Uh, it is a drug car. I changed the color, the blue color, I make it blue color now. I have also one of my car, which one really admire me, it is the Corfit, uh, the C8, the new one, but we already changed a lot of things in it, and we make it wider and everything. It is Now it's the only car in the world, and I have some company in the United States, they're asking me to sell them the, the body kit, what I made it here, because I made everything by my hand. Amazing stuff. So, so what can we look forward to in the uh, for the custom show Emirates that's coming up? Custom show Emirates, uh, you will see a lot of cars, new cars, old cars, and also this year it is Sheikh Hamad bin Hamdan Al Nahyan. He's participating with the, the most value car with him, which one they already get a Guinness record in it. We have, I think, nine cars from him this year. Amazing. It's a custom car show, but there's more than just cars there. There's all sorts of automotive uh, fun down there. We have a car, we have a bike, a motorbike, and also water, like a boat. Anything which when it is custom and you can run it in the earth. Yeah, so obviously the Emirates being here in the UAE, people love their marine and love their, their, their water sports as well. What sort of modifications, what sort of things do people get into with, the, with their boats? Like the engine, the body, the airbrush, because we have a lot of... Uh, guys who's working in airbrush and also in uh, custom show emirates we have a lot of it is not only a show it is also it is a competition because there is a prize money it is almost one million dirham uh, wow. for different different category like uh, airbrush air so sound system cars body the for the also for the classic that's mean we, we there is a competition and there is a judge and this year we have the most of the judges they are from Europe and outside of UAE. Mm. Uh, we have around eighteen judge. Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. They have three days to work to judge all the cars. Amazing. So uh, what's the uh, in terms of, of of your style of, of, of car, what's what's one car that you would love to own that you haven't had the chance to, to get down there to to, to own yet? There is one car in my mind, it is a classic. It is a German car from Mercedes. I'm negotiating now with, the, with one guy from Germany to have it. And I cross my finger, I will get it in next month. Nice. It will be in, in Custom Show Emirates next year because it is the 10th year it will be. And it's a big one. There is only seven cars in the world from this car. Really? Yeah. Keep your ear out for that with, uh, with, 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 with your event with the Milimilia. Yeah. Uh, this is what I love about the fact that the, 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 the UAE is now adopting and embracing the 
classic car scene, the modified car scene. It must be great for, for, for enthusiasts like yourself. We have a lot of teams. A lot of guys, they make a lot of teams, like two or three guys. And I know some of them, they are traveling over all the world to collect everything about the classic car. And they're repairing them and everything with original parts. They are traveling from here to the state, to Japan, to find like small, small parts because they don't find it anywhere. In fact, I just read yesterday that Mercedes-Benz have decided to open up a classic division where you can get new for old parts for your classic Mercedes-Benz models now. That's what I heard it before four months I was there. And exactly in Mercedes, I was I have a big meeting with them in Germany and I heard about these things. I think they will be. It will be open middle of 2024. Amazing, Shannon. I'm looking forward to that. I think so as well. Having this kind of backup in terms of parts and support, because that's what we struggle with here, right? And now we have that from companies like Mercedes. Changes the game. I mean, I've seen it with from my own experience with Alfa Romeo, where you can get new parts now for classic cars, makes restoring my car a lot easier. BMW were doing it with the 2002 and the earlier BMW. Now Mercedes are doing it, and people are embracing the classic cars. Because see, before. Who have these things? Only the, the American cars. You have the parts, new parts. Now, the European also, they want their car to be alive again because there is a lot of car that is dying. Mm. No one restored because there is no spare part, original okay. spare part. Can I ask one last quick question, Jamal? Sure. What is the joy you get out of a customized car? What is the basic joy? What is the appeal? For me? Yeah. Uh, it is a passion. Yeah. <laughs> it's about making it. It's a pa- it's a canvas for making your own pro- art project. I'm doing my own project, and I'm looking what the people they're doing because this, I'm supporting these things. And now also my son, he's 21 years. Also he's in these things, and I have a lot of guys. They came to these things only after they see what we did. Amazing Very stuff. Well, look, uh, Jamal bin Lahej, the, uh, the the chairman of the largest custom car show. In, uh, in the Middle East uh, with the, uh, the, the custom show Emirates. Thank you for joining us this, this morning on Motormania. And, uh, yeah, you'll, we'll be down there in March 1 to 3 at Expo City. And we look forward to seeing you down there. I'm looking forward to see you and to see the people there. And everyone is welcome to join us from small to the other age because also we have the vision for the children. We have a, a children's garage. They can build a car and everything there. Amazing stuff. Well, that's about all we've got time for. Uh, Imda Shanjana, thanks for joining us again. Always great to be here, Damien. And uh, do join us again for more Motor Mania coming up next week.